0: Welcome to Women in Leadership Talk, where you'll hear from successful women who are empowering other women with their stories of adversity, resiliency, and success. And here is your host, Vicki Bradley, founder and CEO of Women in Leadership Empowered. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women in Leadership Talk podcast. Today, we have Samantha Varner joining us from just outside of Houston, Texas. So, Samantha, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're happy to have you and excited to hear your story. We're going to be talking about grit today, uh, which is a great topic. And so before we jump into that, I want to thank our audience for being here and also just give you a little insight to Samantha so you have a sense of who's, who's talking to you and who's talking to you about grit. So Sam has 14 plus years in public relations and marketing. Finance strategy, as well as business development and credits much of her business passion to watching her father in his construction business growing up. That's a, that's always a really good place to learn excellent skills on so many levels. <laughs> After living in three different countries, not two, not one, three, and getting requalified to work over and over again, Sam decided to create her own business serving women business owners worldwide. She has made it her goal to help other women understand that they have the power to change their financial picture by building profit in their businesses. She also hosts the She Needs Grit podcast, where business tips and growth strategies happen weekly. Sam has four children. (laughs) Three boys and a girl and uh, keeping her super, super busy. So they might join us on the call today, just in case we'll give you that heads up. So she has a busy household and a busy business. So Sam, welcome. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we're thrilled to have you here. Yes,
1: I am. I'm excited to be inside in the air conditioning in Texas right now. It (laughs) is much nicer inside my house than it is outside.
0: Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Are you having some of that heat wave that's going oh. through the sort of south Southwest? Yeah, we
1: definitely are. I mean, Houston is always at this time of year, really hot. So we are naturally really hot, but it, it does feel pretty gross out there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Well, thank goodness you have that air conditioning. Yes. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about Samantha, share a little bit about your background. I'm, I'm really interested in hearing about, you know, this relocation reinvention and and how not once, not twice, but three times you've (laughs) gone through sort of that, that reinvention. Cause I I think that's an important story to help people when they're on that, you know, precipice of change. So Mm -hmm. fill us in, let us know, you know, how you got to where you are. Perfect. Okay. Well, the
1: travel story is exactly that. It is kind of a, how I ended up running my business the way that I'm running it. And it all started when my husband got a job offer. Well, I guess it started shortly before that. We were at a going away party of a colleague of his. She was moving to Australia to work for a company. And she said, would you guys ever live in Australia? And we said, of course we would. Who who wouldn't want to do that? That sounds great. And that was in May. And by July 1st, my husband had accepted a job in Australia, um, which he accepted on our first son's first birthday. So that was, he was in Australia doing an interview and accepted the job. And we were boots on the ground in Australia, July 21st of that year. On the day before we moved, I found out we were pregnant with baby number three. So it was it was a whirlwind. So we moved to Perth, Australia, I gave up my job, we both kind of quit our jobs in Calgary, we retired for a couple of weeks, which was kind of cool. And um, we moved to Australia. So he had this oil and gas job, and I was going to re-qualify. So I was working corporate finance at that point, and doing um, financial planning and business planning and stuff for clients, and thought, okay, no big deal, I will re-qualify. And then with baby number three, who we now know as James. Um, it was okay. That timeline's a little bit longer than anticipated, but I will do the qualifications now and be ready when, when he's a little bit older to go back to work. So re-qualified in Australia was all ready to go, had learned all the things about superannuation and all of their retirement strategy stuff. And, um, Mike came home and said to me, what do you think about Houston? And I was like, I mean, Houston, Texas, like really? And he's like, yep, yep. They've got an office there. They need somebody to kind of step in. Would you, what do you think? We'll be closer to home, closer to family. Cause at that point, uh, my daughter was three. My son was one. James was on his way and then James existed. So he, you know, people were young, lots of little kids at our house at that point and no family around. We'd moved to a country all by ourselves and, um, so Houston sounded like a great idea minus the qualification problem. And so we moved to Houston, um, right after we had Harrison. So baby number four was born in Australia as well. Um, got to Houston and I realized fairly shortly after I got my, got figured out a little bit, right. We were in temporary housing for a little bit with four little kids on a different time zone. You can imagine. Oh, that like. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. It's all a blur. I can barely yeah. remember myself. Honestly, people are like, how did you do that? And I always am like, I honestly don't know. It was one day, one hour, one minute at a time. Um, And so eventually I thought, okay, what can I do here without having to requalify? Because you know, he's going to turn around and move us to Norway or somewhere else that's not going to have relevant qualifications. So I decided I would do financial coaching. So not business coaching at that point and not financial advising from a standard of like selling products or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but just helping people with their finances, understanding kind of financial, just intelligence, right? How do you work with the money in your household? And what happened was everybody who was coming to see me was a business owner. And so I can help you balance your budget, or I can teach you how to make more money in your business which is how we ended up at this stage now where I profit coach business owners to make more money to support themselves in their, in their families, which of course is inevitably why we have profit.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Canada to Australia to Texas and who knows where's next? <laughs> well, we've been here 10 years almost. It'll be 10
1: years in December. So of course, best laid plans and then you stay. So yeah, so exactly. Far, so good.
0: Okay. Very good. Well, so so you've had to reinvent and mm-hmm. but it sounds like you've taken bits and pieces of, you know, always sort of the core and use that no matter whether it was Canada, Australia, now in Texas, uh, which is great. And so you really, from what I understand, you really focus on, you know, how to help your clients or individuals build that grit and, and that mm-hmm. being really the secret sauce that, you know, helps individuals. So. Let's just start with the foundation of what does grit mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, just because some, some people in our audience might be saying, well, what does she mean by grit? Is it grit? Yeah. What you eat? Like, i from <laughs> a <side laughs> right?
1: We're, we're in the South. No, it's definitely not that.
0: Not that. <laughs> it is,
1: um, I always think of the word, like my dad used to say, um, stick to it-ness, right? So that mm-hmm. willingness to just persevere, no matter how long it takes you to hit your goals, no matter how long or how hard it is along the path, but that determination to make it work. And every entrepreneur that I've ever known has a story of this was hard. I tripped and fell. It didn't work. That was a disaster. All of those pieces. And the the grit is the fact that we just keep getting up and trying something different or trying that same thing again until we perfect how we do it. And so it's that piece. It is that tenacity to stick with your goals and trust that you can
0: figure it out. Nice. Nice. Well, and, and that is such an important part, especially when you are an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, because it, it some days it'd be real easy just to say, oh, I give in. <laughs> i yeah. got to go work for somebody else. But yeah, so that grit is really that determination, that tenacity. I love that word that you use. Uh, and that resiliency, right, to keep going, like that's such an important part. So, why do you think grit is such a critical piece to that success? And and how does one, how does one, if you don't have a lot of grit, how do you go about getting grit?
1: <laughs> I think, I think, if you're even asking the question, like, am I gritty enough, or how do I develop it? The best way to do it is actually reflect backwards on the things that have been hard that you have gotten through, even if they're not business related um I know I mean when you listen to my story, a lot of the things that people talk about are well how how did you do that with little kids? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just did, but that is being gritty that is sticking it out. It is like I didn't just run away from home, right, even on those days where I was like, "If one more kid says, "Mom, I am going to lose my marbles um." It is just pursuing something, no matter how hard it is. And I think for most people, parenting is a really good example of that, where the end goal of parenting, the whole reason we're all doing this is because we love our kids. And we're trying to create a certain circumstance for them to grow up in, right? Whatever that means to you. But we stick it out even on the days where it is absolutely terrible. And I think it's, looking for examples in our own lives of how we've already accomplished a lot of really hard things or survived a lot of really hard things in order to trick our brain into recognizing that we're capable of then sticking it out on new hard things, right? If we've done it before, we can of course do it again. And parenting challenges and moving challenges and different country challenges, all of those things have taught me, I will stick it out. I will continue to pursue whatever it is I'm kind of going after. So mm-hmm. that's the same for just about everybody.
0: Well, I, I love that in the respect that once you set your mind to something, it's like, how do you, how do you really commit fully, right? And, and sure, yeah. there can be failures, but what do you yeah. learn from the failures, right? Like, what do you learn when it gets sticky and messy and hard and muddy and all that good stuff? And what are you learning from that? And then how do you clean it all up? And you know, and carry on, right? Because um yeah. life throws us a lot of lemons. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so we have that option to make lemonade or or not, right? And yeah, yeah. So so it becomes it comes down to choice then on how mm-hmm. you want to pursue it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe share some examples of how maybe even a client, you don't have to name the name, but how they navigated building more of that grit and how did that how did it impact them as a human being, but also how did it impact them from a business perspective?
1: Yeah, for sure. I have one client always comes to mind with this and she was a teacher. So she was currently a teacher and had decided she wanted to move into real estate as her, as her primary occupation, but was really, really nervous about making that shift, right. Mm -hmm. Going from a salaried situation into a place where it was going to be a commission role And when her and I got together, there was a lot of fear and a lot of doubt and a lot of hesitancy around her ability to do it. And she hired me and it had to be two weeks later, she called me and said, well, I've quit my job. And it was like, oh, okay, okay. We're going there like right now. And I think sometimes it is that, I've been floating around in indecision. I think a lot of us do that sometimes mm-hmm. where then there's a catalyst. And sometimes the catalyst is gonna be hiring a coach or, or making a shift like that. Sometimes it's an investment in something in your business. Sometimes it's just a circumstance outside of your control. But it was this catalyst that then she just went forward and was able to, I think in it was in three months, she replaced her teacher salary in real estate. And she had had ample opportunity to do that while she was still teaching, right? She had had her license for long enough to do so. And it just indicates, I think, you just need that push. And sometimes that push is external. And -hmm. sometimes that push can be internal. But Mm -hmm. it is that finding that thing that lets you be brave enough to jump out of the plane that first time, right? Mm -hmm. And then knowing and trusting yourself that you can kind of sort it out On the way down, like build the plane as you're falling, is a terrible analogy for anybody who's like scared of heights. But it's kind of what entrepreneurship is, and in order to create success, you do have to kind of like scramble a little as you go.
0: Well, sure, because you you haven't done it before.
1: No, right? To you,
0: brand new, it's like riding a bike for the first time, right? You don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're doing and there's all this uncertainty and, and sure it's a little bit scary, but it's also very exciting because there's so much possibility that can happen. And, you know, your success story there is that she was able to replace her income in three months, but she probably was also loving the work she was doing versus what she was doing before. And, and that in itself is a huge reward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's always, and there's always an opportunity to see, I talk with my clients a lot about the win list and it's, Mm -hmm. it's not always financial, right? Mm -hmm. Often Mm -hmm. it's financial, right? Or it eventually leads to a financial win. But the reality is we have to be celebrating long before we hit the financial win. We have to be celebrating the fact that we got up. We, I don't know, you went live on Instagram or you posted a picture or you talked to a person about your business out in the world or whatever that looks like. That doesn't mean you've landed five clients this week, but it does mean you've taken that step in the direction of, of the person who can do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Love that. So you talk a little bit about strategy only being part of the game. (laughs) So if, if strategy is not, if it's only part of it and it's, it's not the problem, what is when, when people are working on their business?
1: There's two things. So changing strategy is one of them. All strategies that you're considering in your business work, everything works, right? If you decide you want to do door-to-door selling of your business, that could work. If you want to do only social media, that could work. If you want to do cold calling, that could work. If you want to do a billboard on the highway, that could work. But it is the fact that we don't put the actual amount of effort in to any one strategy long enough to give it a chance to actually mm-hmm. get going, we're very quick to and I' part of it is chasing that kind of energetic high we were talking about earlier, right like it's fun to come up with a new plan, a new strategy, a new tactic and you're like yes, let's go I'm going to create this whole thing it's it gives us that endorphin rush without actually having achieved anything yet it's just the the what if ideas that really pump us up right so part of it is. Flipping strategies too quickly and doing it without really intention behind it. And then the other part of it is remembering that it is what you think about your capabilities that impacts more than what strategy you choose. There's no magic formula that somebody can give you. And if you do this and say this at this time and and use this exact script, there's no such thing like that that's going to work for, for people. It is a matter of choosing a strategy and working until we're exceptional at it and then implementing that strategy in your business, right? Over and over again.
0: Yeah. And, and as you were just talking about that, where my head went, <laughs> that is very true, not just for entrepreneurs. That's true in anything, whether yes. it's a corporation, whether it is an independent business owner, whether it's an individual right? Mm-hmm. Because whether you're in school, like it does, yes. that is applicable no matter what. And I see that happen often. I see it a lot with my clients where, you know, they'll be working for major organizations and they'll set a strategy in place. And if it's not working in three months, they are ready to give up and change and do something different. And it's like, okay, but hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. It needs a little runtime. <laughs> yeah, like we might need to tweak a little bit, but let's look at yeah. what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, clearly you went there for a reason in the beginning. So let's circle back to that and really look at why you chose that to begin with. Uh, So it's, it's, I like how you tied that to grit because it's not giving up on it so quickly, right? Like really look at it and, and analyze the what, the how, the why, all of those pieces. uh, And that's applicable with everything.
1: It is. It is. And it's that evaluation piece I think is absolutely critical. And most entrepreneurs do that the worst. They don't go back and evaluate what part of it is working, what part of it isn't working. They just, it's like dismissed, brand new methodology. Here we go. As opposed to saying like, okay, that one piece is a little bit like it's not working well. How can we just renovate it a little to see if it just, if we can smooth the edge enough to get it? to get it to work. Right. And it's, um, without taking the time to look at all those metrics, which, you know, lots of people don't love doing, they can't tell what piece is working, and what piece isn't.
0: Mm-hmm. So true. So true. I just, as again, as you were saying that I was thinking about podcasting, mm-hmm. like so many people I talked to, they're like, oh, Vicki, you've had your podcasting going now for a while. And Like, how do you do it? Right. And yeah, it's like, well, because it's a consistent continuation, right? Like, you can't just podcast and do it for a month or two and then think, oh, why is nobody listening? Right. Like, it's a building and, and it's that continuing to bring different guests on and you're attracting different audiences when you bring different guests on. And then you get into different countries. And, but it takes, it takes a lot of grit to do that. Right. Okay. And and that yeah. resiliency to just keep going at it. And also, I think part of it's that motivation you were talking about earlier and, and it not always being the tie to money. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's other motivations for that. For me, it's about how do I get other people's messages out? And mm-hmm. if we impact one person, then then we've done something great. Right. Like yeah. you may yeah. be the exact person somebody needs to hear today. Um, so it, it is knowing beyond the financial aspect what your motivation is, and and yes, money is great. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> right, yeah, because that keeps us all going and and you know roofs over our heads. But but it's also really tying into what your true motivation is. Why do you do what you do?
1: Absolutely, there's it's that, and I think podcasting is such a great example because it does take it's a long time to get traction on a podcast. Right, it it's no joke. Um, and it is the way that it's set up is also like you, it is a one way conversation. So we're out here talking into a mic, trying to provide a message to an audience that is still a little bit hazy and a little bit, you know, it's trying Mm -hmm. to get them to come back at you and say like, I love that episode, or that was terrible, or I want more of this. It is something where you have to be very like, okay, what is our, this quarter? What are we aiming for with the podcast? Is it downloads? Is it comments? Is it pulling them onto an email list? How are we trying to actually engage these people? And it's those pieces of really anything that you have in your business that you have to have, like, what is the this month and next month and next month goal? It's not always the same. Yes. Would I like 500 clients? Well, no, that would be, that would be madness. But, but But we would like that. Yeah. If we got 500 clients, it's not all going to come 500 clients in one go. Right. So we're going to be able to like build our way towards that. And I think our strategies have to look like that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, well, well said, well said. So great example. And so for our audience, like, you know, think about the conversation we're having here today and about grit and how are, how do you tap into your grit? What are you really committed to that you want to achieve? And, you know, are you giving up quickly or are you sticking it out? Like, and so that's really what the grit's about is how do, you, how do you build that resiliency and keep going at it and finding different ways to approach it? So, Samantha, what might be two things you think our audience could leave here today and start implementing to, to build their grit? I think first, absolutely create a wins
1: list so reflect mm-hmm. back on what life has looked like in the last whatever time frame works right you can do it in the last 10 years you can do it in the last 10 weeks but write a wins list of the things that you have worked on or moved forward on or successfully not given up on right and and it can be numerical it can be in your family life it can be in your personal life it can be whatever but make that list so that it gives you something to reflect back on on the days where it feels like absolutely nothing is working. You need to have that little boost. So that's first and foremost, I think that's number one. And then number two, I think find someone in your life that can be the person who holds you accountable to the actions that you've set out for one Mm -hmm. and encourages you or kicks your butt, whatever you need, right? Sometimes you need a cheerleader, sometimes you need a butt kicker, depends on where you're at. But you need to find that person. And that person can be available in so many different spaces, right? They can be a mentor. They can be a friend that's doing something similar. They can be hiring a coach. It's There's all sorts of different ways you can get that. But making sure you have somebody to help pull you through on the days that feel really hard, that you can call and say, this is not working. I should just go be a barista at Starbucks. Like, this is terrible. You need to have somebody who's going to be that cheerleader that's like absolutely not you're exceptional at what you do keep going and have you actually done the things that you know move things forward and be willing to hold you accountable in both ways that's what makes the difference right it's it's very hard to do it on your own right it with only ourselves driving the bus it's it's tough so absolutely
0: yeah great advice I, I think that's a really important one no matter what the no matter what the goal is Absolutely Um, right. It's making sure that that you're, you know, having that person in your life that that will give you that extra little push that you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what else would you like to share? What What have I not asked that I should have asked? (laughs)
1: It's
0: always a good question. I think
1: just when I be how do I want to word this? When you have something that is a challenge in your business, really look at what is the root challenge? What is the what is the thing you don't know? So you've gotten to a certain point, you're only going to get to that point, right? That point is as far as you have either the knowledge or the experience or the understanding of it. And look around and find that support to get you, whether it's you need help with your accounting or whether it's something where sales skills need to be increased or just knowledge of the industry. It doesn't matter what it is, but be willing to ask for help. Be willing to put your hand Mm -hmm. up and say, Hey, I need to build my support staff around this. I need somebody and then ask the people around you that are doing that piece well, right. And get their insight and get their help. I think being A business owner can be very isolating. And if we're not careful, it becomes very hard to push ourselves outside of that comfort zone. So put yourself out there, make business friends, make friends that are having the same career trajectory that you have, and allow yourself to ask the questions that might make you feel dumb, right? Put yourself out there and be like, this is not my skill set. Who knows how to do this better? And then reciprocate with your knowledge and expertise as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's really good. You know, when you were saying that I was thinking like a mastermind group, you know, Mm -hmm. build a build your advisory board around you where you're, you know, you're you're not just taking, but you're giving as well. So there's this reciprocity that happens. Um, so that each of in each individual is growing and learning from each other, but sometimes we get in our own way, right? We can't mm-hmm. see what's in front of us. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. I love that. That's that's super important. Awesome. So, how do people? How do people find you, Samantha? Are you on social media? Like, where? Where do I they am. Find
1: you I am. So, first and foremost, come and listen to the She Needs Grit podcast. That is a place to get a kind of a weekly dose of me if you're so inclined. And then otherwise you can either go to my Instagram, which is Sam, the profit coach, easy to find. If there's something on here today that you've thought, you know what, I have questions or I would like help mm. or profit is not my forte. Maybe Sam can help me pop into my DMs and let me know you listened to the episode and that you have questions. I'm happy to have that conversation. Um the only other place to find me is, is my website. So crushprofitcoaching.com. Right. Come and take a little peek there as well. Okay. Are you on LinkedIn at all? I am on LinkedIn and I am on LinkedIn and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's my name, Samantha Werner,
0: <laughs> but now I'm not Just 100% checking.
1: sure. So you can link from, I'm almost certain from my Instagram will link to my LinkedIn oh, perfect. Guys, because okay. I'm like, I don't
0: know my name on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's, it's probably your name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's my name. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm glad you mentioned if people have questions because I always do you know, suggest that if you have questions, if you can't reach Sam, you want to send it to me, you can send it to me and I'll make sure Sam gets it. Uh, there's lots of ways to, to connect. But yes, if you have questions about... You know how to work on your grit, how to build profit, like reach out, ask those questions. Mm-hmm. We love getting stuff on Instagram. <laughs> it's we it's do yeah. wonderful when you have you know people who are listening and paying attention to ask questions, comment. Um so yes, you know, make sure you go to Instagram, follow both of us. So you've got Sam's you know, we're at, at well-empowered. Um, so, you know, that's a good way for us to get conversations going and you get your questions answered. So that's awesome. And so, um, is there anything else, Sam, that you think we've missed that we need to make sure we tell our audience? I don't think so. I think,
1: I think just know that you can do it right. Deeply, deeply believe in your capabilities and then go out and make it happen.
0: Yeah yeah love that love that and get the support you need to make it happen that's the Absolutely. that's the really i think the big message here so sam thank you thank you so much for joining us i know you have a busy schedule <laughs> she's been navigating a lot today so we're super excited that she was able to take some time out and join us on the will talk podcast and i want to thank our audience for joining us we know you have a choice so thank you and and as sam said you know if you find things from this podcast that that you get excited about you want to hear more of shoot us a message let us know how we're doing let us know what other things you want to hear about you know cuz we 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 try we listen to what others are saying and so we try to bring those stories to you so that you don't have to go hunting for it <laughs> So thank you for joining us. And uh, if you're interested in learning more about your own leadership, feel free to go onto our Will Empowered website and take our free leadership quiz. It'll give you a lot of insight as to how you're showing up as a leader. And I'd love to hear how that turns out for you. So thank you again for joining us today. Everyone take care and we'll see you on the next Will Talk podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for Will Talk sponsored by Women in Leadership Empowered. To learn more about our programs, please visit www.willempowered.com. We look forward to seeing you in our community.